Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Good morning, friends, and welcome to today's episode of Everyday Truth. A little bit chilly today in the studio, so I'm wearing my warm winter vest and uh, hope that you're having a great holiday season. At the time of this recording, we are just a few days away uh, till Christmas 2023, so I wish you a very Merry Christmas to you and all of yours. Uh, Because it's the waning few days of the year, and because we have about 19 more chapters left in the book of Jeremiah, I made a decision that we're going to move a little bit more quickly in our Jeremiah study because I really want to start the new year with a brand new book of the Bible. And we're going to be in the book of Romans. Really looking forward to that. But in order to accomplish that, we're going to have to move a little bit more quickly in these final chapters of the book of Jeremiah. So my goal is to do a chapter a day. We'll spend the same amount of time uh, on our studies, but it'll be more of a survey or an overview of each chapter. I hope that's okay. Uh, it's going to require a little bit more reading on your own, I think, uh, to maybe maybe be able to get the whole context. Uh, but uh, I think it'll be fine. So let's just dive in today, uh, Jeremiah chapter number 34, and uh, try to cover the entire chapter. So in Jeremiah 34, Jeremiah is still in that time frame where the Babylonians have sieged Jerusalem. Zedekiah, of course, is the king. And Zedekiah is a politician. He's not really somebody that is dedicated to the Lord or to his word. Oh, we know that because he's put Jeremiah in prison. Instead of listening to the word of God, he is angry at the messenger of God. And what happens in Jeremiah chapter 34 is Zedekiah is looking for help from Egypt. Babylon has sieged Jerusalem, and Egypt is on the march. Of course, Egypt is a rival world power to Babylon at this point, and Egypt is on the march, and what's going to happen is the siege of Jerusalem is going to stop temporarily, and Nebuchadnezzar's army is going to be distracted by the approaching army of Egypt, and they will put all of their forces toward that battle, which they will win, and then they will come back and continue the siege of Jerusalem. But in Zedekiah's thinking and the thinking of others, this is the end of the siege, and therefore they don't have to get right with the Lord. Uh, Therefore, they can just kind of go back to business as usual, and Jeremiah is receiving messages from the Lord during all of this to tell them that this is not the case, that I have chosen Babylon, and Babylon, although for the moment it might seem as if you have a temporary reprieve, Babylon will be my tool, says the Lord, by which I will judge you and by which captivity will take place. Look at verse number one. 
the word which came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army, all the kingdoms of the earth of his dominion, and all the people fought against Jerusalem and against all the cities thereof, saying, so here's the message. Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, go and speak to Zedekiah, king of Judah. Tell him, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will give this city into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall burn it with fire. And thou shalt not escape out of his hand, but shall surely be taken, delivered into his hand, and thine eyes shall behold the eyes of the king of Babylon, and he shall speak with thee mouth to mouth, and thou shalt go to Babylon. So Zedekiah, you're not going to escape captivity. Now you're not gonna die in the battle. You're not gonna die by the sword, but you will look at the king of Babylon in the face, eye to eye. You'll see him and you'll be taken into captivity. Now, the story, as we will see later on, is that Zedekiah runs ultimately from Jerusalem. He's captured, his sons are captured. The Babylonian army executes Zedekiah's sons in front of him. He sees it and then they pluck out his eyes so that the last thing that Zedekiah sees is the execution of his own sons. So brutal, brutal stuff. And Jeremiah is warning once again, Zedekiah of all of it. Now, what's very interesting in Jeremiah chapter 34 is that Zedekiah does something a little bit what you and I would look at as odd, strange, uh, during this time of temporary reprieve. Remember I told you that the army from Egypt is on its way? And the Babylonians, for a season, kind of released their stranglehold on Jerusalem. It appears ostensibly that maybe the siege is over. Well, the Bible teaches that before the siege was over, Zedekiah set all the slaves in Jerusalem free. Now, don't picture slavery like the sad chapter in our history as a country here in the USA, that kind of slavery, but slavery was part of the economic system back in those days. For instance, if somebody owed a debt he could not pay, he could be in indentured servitude to, towards somebody as a slave. Uh, sometimes for economic reasons, people were slaves to others and, and that they worked for them and were under their economic control. But the law of Moses dictated that that was only good for six years. And on the seventh year, uh, a slave should receive his liberty. So what had happened in Jerusalem is they had ignored the law of God. They had ignored uh, the, the stipulations, the time frames. And here, for whatever reason, Zedekiah releases people of their obligations and sets them free. And probably the reason for that was he was trying to get every able-bodied man. He was trying to get all of the support he could possibly get to get everybody to fight against the Babylonians. But here's what happened. What happened is when the Egyptian army started to come and the Babylonians turned their attention from the siege of Jerusalem to go fight against Egypt, then what happened was Zedekiah said, okay, um, we're going to go back on our promise. Now, all of you that are free, 
Uh, I renege on my promise. You are all now slaves again. He went back on it. Boy, aren't you glad that when you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior and you were freed from the marketplace, from the slave market of sin, aren't you glad that God does not renege on his promise, that once we are set free, we are free indeed, and whom therefore the Son sets free, he is free indeed. But here, Zedekiah is two-faced. He's a politician, and he goes back on his promise. And of course, God, through Jeremiah, rebukes Zedekiah for all of that. I find something else very interesting in this chapter. Because the Bible says that not only was Babylon fighting against Jerusalem and sieging it, but also Babylon was fighting all of the outlying cities as well. So they put a stranglehold on Jerusalem, and that's where the attention was to defend the country, Jerusalem. But then one by one, Babylon began to pick off all the other little city-states around Jerusalem until finally, and this is very interesting, only two strongholds remained in Jeremiah chapter 34. One was a stronghold called Lachish, or it would be pronounced in the Hebrew, Lachish, and then another one called Azekah. And what's really interesting about those two places is both of them are sites that we visit when we go to the Holy Land. Uh, Tel Azekah is the place where the Philistines, uh, I'm sorry, the children of Israel encamped in the, in the Battle of Elah, the Valley of Elah, when David defeated Goliath. The Israelites camped at Azekah. Isn't that interesting? So Azekah. By the way, Azekah was also the place where Joshua, when he chased the armies that fought against the Gibeonites, remember, he chased them to Azekah. And that's where the hailstones came down and God won that battle. That's where the sun stood still, Azekah. So Azekah and Lachish were very strong city-states that had not yet been defeated. And the Bible mentions them here in Jeremiah chapter 34. I thought I'd just point that out. Now, at the end of the chapter, and I want us to go there real quickly for sake of time, we'll go all the way to verse number 29. So Jeremiah chapter 34 and verse number 29. And thou shalt, I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong chapter. That would help. Verse number 19. The princes of Judah, the princes of Jerusalem, the eunuchs and the priests, all the people of the land which passed between the parts of the calf. So what did God do? God took those people that had violated the freedom of these former slaves, and he told them, okay, I've made a covenant with you in my law that you have violated. So now I'm going to illustratively give you a new covenant. So what they did is they took an animal of sacrifice, cut that animal in half, and and made a covenant. And the, when, one, when one would make a covenant, he would walk between the severed parts of that animal. That's what Abraham did, by the way, in the Abrahamic covenant. And to, to make a covenant literally means to cut a covenant. And the point is that as you walk through the two parts of that animal, what you're saying is, I am entering into this covenant. 
And if I break this covenant, so I should be rended, rent in two as this animal is. And so what did God do? God used this illustration to show these people that you are not going to get by for violating my law. You're not going to get by for violating uh, the way that you're supposed to treat other people. As you have enslaved others against the law and against my will, so you will be enslaved yourselves. Some will die uh, by Babylon. It's a, it's a poignant illustration. And then verse number 20, and I will even give them into the hand of their enemies, into the hand of them that seek their life. And their dead bodies shall be for meat unto the fowls of the heaven and to the beasts of the earth. Now, last two verses I'll read. Verse 21. And Zedekiah, king of Judah, and his princes will I give into the hand of their enemies and into the hand of them that seek their life, into the hand of the king of Babylon's army, which are gone up from, from you. So yeah, I know they left for a season. I know the the siege appears to be over, but it's not. This is just a temporary hiatus. Behold, I will command, saith the Lord, and cause them to return to this city. And they shall fight against it and take it and burn it with fire. And I will make the cities of Judah a desolation without an inhabitant. Zedekiah, don't think that your polit political meanderings don't think that this temporary reprieve, don't think that the games that you play are in any way going to solve this problem. Zedekiah, you and your people have violated my word and my will. And I'm here to say that even though there might be a temporary reprieve in your mind, my word will come to pass. So Jeremiah chapter 34, there it is, all 22 verses. We'll uh, stop there for today, jump into chapter number 35, next episode. Hope you'll join us for that. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.